Happy Friday, everyone. Royal Wumble Weekend has arrived. And I'm not going front with y'all. This hasn't really felt like a Royal Rumble build. This has felt like a B-level show build with nothing I really care about. That's just how it is. The last couple of years for the Royal Rumble have been okay. And that's not saying much. I can't think for the life of me. Actually, I can. 2016 was literally the last time I failed at a prediction. Hold on, let me make sure it's... Nope, 2017. I beg your pardon. Was the last time I failed in getting the male and female right. Now, that being the reason, because there wasn't, I believe, a ladies' Royal Rumble in 2017. And just the dudes, and I still got that wrong. But... The last two Royal Rumbles have been a fucking breeze. That's my water bottle, don't mind me. The last two were fucking easy. 2018, 2019, easy. Light work. Had it down, like it was nothing. It was just nothing. 2018. I think, honestly, was a very banner year in terms of getting the right two to win Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka now the fucked up part was they booked them terribly wrong and fucked everything up for both of them right at Wrestlemania so cheers to you that was kind of a fail but at least in that moment WWE had it right last year it was a mere formality that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were going to win now the Becky Lynch story to Wrestlemania was a solid one the match itself was boring as all hell at least at that point because you know Wrestlemania is 7 fucking hours long trying to think about how long it's, it's oh my god it's gonna be so uh, I might have to take up the next day for that I don't know might have to give me a long night anywho Seth Rollins storyline was abysmal <laughs> to say the least and then when we got there opened up the show with Seth Rollins winning the championship Surprise, surprise. And then we went through the, the year that was 2019. A very painful year creatively for WWE. Their worst creative year in recent memory and probably in history. And now we're here, right here on the cusp of the Royal Rumble. 30 men and 31 will battle it out in the over-the-top battle royal. 
with the winner on a shot at their brand's top championship or the other brand's top championship, but more than likely this time around, just brand's top championship. The main event of WrestleMania. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity for some. Some have done it multiple times. Randy Orton, Steve Austin, name a couple. But this one in particular doesn't feel right. It doesn't. It hasn't felt right in years. The bill to this big four pay-per-view, mind you, has just gotten more and more terrible over the last few years. Usually, when I was a young, young lion, usually around December is when they would just at least get some contenders pop in qualifying matches, you know, to earn your spot in the Rumble. Picking the number out of the whatever, you know, the bingo uh, fucking <laughs> you know, thing that holds the balls and whatnot for the numbers. And letters, of course, I know bingo, shut up. But Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble, has lost a lot of its luster. The Royal Rumble really has lost its luster. I don't know when they lost it, but they've lost it. The Royal Rumble used to be a big fucking deal, mind you. The Royal Rumble, to me personally, is my favorite event of all time. For one simple reason and one simple reason only. It always happens the weekend before my birthday. I love my birthday. And I always, you know, just had a little thing to... It was just a little, you know, inside joke to myself. That the Royal Rumble would be my greatest birthday gift. And there have been some great moments in the Royal Rumble. Great moments in the Royal Rumble. But for, some, but for some reason, for the life of me, it just just really lost what it once used to be. Now, mind you, yes, it's it's a battle royal. Anybody can, you know, win it. They haven't had that feeling of anyone can win it. Usually around this time, there will be like maybe like five or two at least, ten people that would be on the short list of having us think of who would win. But even that's gone away. Even that whole spiel has gone away. And the funny part about it is, is that it feels like a mere formality that two certain people are going to win the Royal Rumble. We've had that feeling for quite some time. And today I'm gonna try my luck. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for Chicago Bulls 3P. I'm also gonna try to predict the final fours of both. And I'm probably going to fail. 
But if it ain't worth trying, what are we doing here? Feel me? Not only are we going to predict the Royal Rumble card, we also have Worlds Collide. Yes, I said Royal Rumble Weekend. President Petty himself, Vince McMahon, took away the NXT TakeOver Houston. And to me personally, I just believe that he just did it, you know, because he knew for the last four fucking years, he was getting his ass handed to him on a fucking silver platter. Real shit. So now we get TakeOver Portland. Bless. But still... Looking at the Worlds Collide card, my oh my, does this look much better than the Royal Rumble again? Even if you take NXT out of the equation and now you put NXT and NXT UK together in this takeover-like event, like looking at this match card, this match card is fantastic. Up and fucking down this card, this card is a banger of an event. I'm not mad at it one bit. Now, mind you, we get, I'm getting, like, like one match in particular I'm looking at. DIY Mustache Mountain is, a, to me, a dream match. One of the greatest tag teams in NXT history versus the foundation that is NXT UK. My God. I can't wait to see that Saturday night. That is going to be a very wild event. And, and I know the Toyota Center is going to be going ballistic for this event. Maybe we get an NXT Women's Championship match between Ruby Ripley and Tony Storm. I've seen that multiple times. That's always a match that, that, that pretty much set off the women's division. And now we get to see it for the NXT Women's Championship. The cruiserweights on display make me happy. Garza, Sky, Devlin, and Banks. I hope after, after this match, they incorporate more of their NXT UK talent into the division. They, they have some small guys. Flash Morgan Webster, you know. Devlin, Banks, Baguero. Joseph Connors? Mm -hmm. That would be like adding adding like in a fatal four-way shit. This is gonna be a I'm already gonna say from jump, this is my dark horse match of the night. This is my dark horse match of the night. Imperium Underspeeded Era, you already know that's gonna do numbers. The Fatal Four-Way. For the NXT Cruiserweight Championship seems very, very nice. Very, very, very nice. It's a spicy meal. I'm all for it. And Worlds Collide just feels like a damn good event. It has that good feeling. It has that we are going to see a wonderful night. So, let's get into it. Let's make our predictions for this weekend's festivities that is the big four weekend that is the Royal Rumble weekend. And let's start off with NXT, NXT UK's Worlds Collide. What the fuck is on my television? 
This is why I hate DVR sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just gonna have you know side rant. With Verizon's DVR, it is automatically goes on to a recorded show, in which when I have to change said channel, I have to delete a recorded show in order to go to back to said channel I was trying to watch, which was ESPN motherfucking news, and watch around the goddamn horn. Okay, not getting back into the swing. <laughs> oh, Friday. Gotta love it. So let's get into it. Pre-show match. Me again and Kaylee Ray. Now, if they have a pre-show, won't be a nice hour. They said they're starting at 7. So, if that's pre-show time, so be it. Me again and Kaylee Ray. This is actually a nice pre-show match. To some, that would be an insult. To me, it's not. This is a nice pre-show match. Yem versus Ray. I like that. I'm digging it. I'm digging the vibe we got here. This is a a good vibe. I'm going to go with Kaylee Ray, though, to take the victory. Keep her momentum going as NXT uh, UK Women's Champion. Yem's going to put in her her best foot forward. But it's not going to be too much. Um, Ray, I think, takes the victory. Nothing against Yim. I just think right now with the momentum she needs for for Ray, give her the victory here. Now, if they start the card with DIY versus Mustache Mountain, I don't know how you're going to top that bar. If they were smart, they would go with Finn Balor and Ilya Dragunov. To start things off. Because I think that. Valor versus Dragonov. This is something I never thought I wanted to see until I actually saw the names next to each other in front of my face. If you're smart, you start with Valor and Dragonov. But the way they see it on Wikipedia, I'm just going from bottom to top. So we're just going to go with that. DIY Mustache Mountain. some this would be a dream match not gonna lie to some of this would be an absolute dream match this is one of those for me but I'm torn as to who I think would win I'm torn absolutely torn I like both and this match is going to be an absolute absolute insane demolition derby of sorts with Bait, Seven, Gargano, and Champa going at it. The crowd is going to eat all of that shit up and ask for fucking seconds and thirds. Considering we have TakeOver Portland coming up, I'll give him the victory to DIY. I think this is going to be an excellent matchup. Match of the year candidate. At least an honorable mention from me. This match is going, if they start the card with the main card with this, whew, 
This is going to be a wildfire. Just straight up wildfire throughout the entire match. The crowd's going to be hot for this one. But I'm going to go with DIY for the victory. And we'll see how this goes. I mean, this is going to be a wild one. And I'm going to love every second of it. The Fatal 4-Way match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Angel Garza defending his championship against, against Isaiah Swerve Scott. NXT UK's Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks. Honestly? As much as I would love to see a title change here, just with, just with the talent, like, with the talent you had, that would just scream title change. But, the Angel Garza is going to retain this championship. He just got the belt. He just got it a little while back, defeating Leo Rush. And I don't think they're going to really just make him a transition champion. Garza has a lot of potential. And the NXT Cruiserweight division opened that door for Garza to make a name for himself. I think if NXT wasn't able to get the Cruiserweight division onto NXT, Angel Garza would probably be in a little bit of trouble in terms of trying to make his way into the upper mid card. The NXT, I, I, I said this long before I, came, I became squabble with war, that you had to you had to bring the cruiserweight division to NXT. You have to. There's so much, but the, the main roster wasn't doing their job when it comes to establishing cruiserweights and making names for themselves and giving opportunities for them to make a name for themselves on Raw and SmackDown. Now, mostly it was just Raw because they were the uh, exclusive home for the cruiserweight division on Monday nights. And when we got to that point, we were like, "Yo." They're about to make some shit happen. They need this shit. Raw needs it more than anything. And they fucked it up. They fucked it up for a few years. And NXT finally answered my prayer and brought the Cruiserweight division to NXT, especially since they were going to go live. They would need all the action they could get. Cruiserweight division helps fill that time. And they actually make the division feel important. What a fucking concept, Vince. We'll get to you when we get to Royal Rumble. Yeah, we're kicking off this Royal Rumble weekend correctly. Over here. But I think again, I'm going to go with Angel Guards at 2-10. This is going to be a wonderful matchup one that I can't wait to see and I know all four of these guys are going to go balls to the fucking wall in Houston I hope I hope really hope the stage is actually, the set is actually pretty damn cool usually with their like with NXT anything or NXT UK anything they make it a big fucking deal not so much with NXT UK just yet but with at least NXT they make it a fucking big deal so I hope they really make this a big fucking deal to rival the Royal Rumble. This matchup, though, is going to... I think this matchup... Now, Balor's already established. I've known him since his days from Japan when he was Prince Devitt and, uh, and the establishment of the Bullet Club. Without Balor, there is no Bullet Club. Carl Anderson... 
Tamatanga, Luke Gallons. Yeah, Formation of Bullet Club, you're welcome. Thank you for attending my TED Talk. I think after this matchup, the world is going to know about Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov, and I've said this plenty of times before if you listen to my old shit. I've been digging Ilya Dragunov so much that I am, I said a while back that I would just want, I thought he was going to be next in line to face Falter for the and now NXT United Kingdom Championship. Well done, NXT UK, for actually making that happen. Wanting that for a little while. It's all the little details, ladies and gentlemen. And it's an NXT UK brand. Just name it the NXT UK Championship. It just rolls off the tongue ever so nicely. I think, again, the world is going to know who Ilya Dragunov is with this match with Finn Balor. If you watched NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, you saw what he did against Cesaro. He put on a fantastic banger of a match. Cesaro gave him love right after the match. Crowd was digging the moment. Dragunov can go. If you've seen anything Ilya Dragunov, you know what exactly I'm talking about. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, well, you're gonna. I suggest you watch Worlds Collide Saturday night. You, you can get it right now if you don't got it for free. First, free for the first month, you can watch Worlds Collide and Royal Rumble for free, and possibly Elimination Chamber and NXT Takeover Portland for free. I think this is actually a proper time to actually get said network. Know what I'm saying? Watch Worlds Collide. And watch this match. I am going to love this match. Both of these guys can fucking go. Balor at this very point is, is on the best wave he has been in years. Ilya Dragunov is a, is a name known in Europe and Britain remainder of UK not so much in America unless you unless he's done like PWG shit or all that Dragonoff is going to become a name you need to remember in 2020 after this match I'm making that right I'm making that statement right now I believe in Ilya Dragonoff and I know Ilya Dragonoff is going to rise to the rise to the occasion and he and Balor are going to have a fucking fight but I'm going to go with Finn Balor and again, this is not a knock on Dragunov. I love Dragunov. Dragunov can go. He's a beast. If he gets the victory over Balor, that would be fucking dope. If they had Johnny Gargano come out and be the cult sole reason Dragunov beats Balor, that would be even more hilarious. Just saying. Both, they're both on the same card. I'm just saying. Both on the same card. You feel me? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just point it out there. Point it out there. But I'm going to go with Finn Balor. And this will be a great match for Dragunov. I know he's going to look strong. He's going to look good. If they give him the win, I'll be very shocked. That would be literally top spot at shocking moments of the year so far. But I'm going to go with Balor. Get the victory in a, what I think is going to be a very good, very good matchup. And the world's going to know Dragunov's name. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm for the NXT Women's 
Championship. I don't even know why I flipped over to the Royal Rumble. I do know the last two matches. It's all good. If you haven't seen Rhea Rubber vs. Tony Storm yet, you are going to enjoy yourself. These two have grown since their early days of NXT UK. Rhea Ripley, after the Mae Young, was really, I guess, sort of in limbo. They brought her over to the UK brand, and it's done wonders for her career. I think she's like only like, what, 23? And she's putting on... And ever since then, she has grown in NXT UK. Becoming the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. Defeating Tony Storm in the final, mind you. Losing it to Tony at Blackpool. And then having that third bang. Now, the third match I had not seen, so I can't really talk on that. But from what I see from those two before, they have, ever since then, they have grown. Tony Storm had a great lane. A lengthy reign, seven months as champion before losing it to Kaylee Ray at TakeOver Cardiff. Ripley since then has also grown. Putting on some banger matches with, of course, Storm, Piper Niven, Ginny, Jazzy Gabbard. I mean, I mean, she's done some things. Comes to NXT in the fall, establishes a name for herself, begins a rivalry with Shayna Baszler. Has a dope-ass match at, you know, War Games. The first ever War Games match for the ladies. Wins that with Candice LeRae. Becomes NXT NXT, NXT Women's Champion in December. And now she faces Tony Storm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty damn fucking good. This is going to be a fun matchup, and the right matchup to be on the main card. And they made it important. And just side note, you know, before we get into good love, hate NXT, yeah, even with Ripley as champion, the NXT division is, I mean, strong. It's strong. We'll discuss why when we get there. I will go with Ripley to retain. And it's not to say she's not going to, you know, lose or anything. I don't even think she'll lose to Bel Air uh, at Portland. Unless they do. Let's say, hey, book it. Making me believe maybe you said otherwise. But, yeah, Ripley's going to be holding that title for a little while. Because we got, what, Worlds Collide tomorrow. We have, or today, if you're listening to this today. Portland in February. And then we got to get to Tampa where I know for a fact we are going to have the rematch between Rhea and Shayna. It only makes sense. Only makes sense. Especially if she's going to be gunning for the champion, the women's championship, possibly. Call up. We don't know. I've been trying to figure that shit out for months. Still haven't figured it out. Had it to the point where I put a stipulation on myself that if, back in the summer, that if Shayna lost, beat, actually beat Io Shirai in the cage match, back in July, I would be having, I will force myself to pick Shayna Baszler every time she defends the championship on a takeover or whatever, until she loses said championship, lost in December, here we go, 
at this point we don't know maybe 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 it's the deal maybe you know she gets to that point but it, but I think all road all signs point to Ripley Rhea really I just said that though Ripley Rhea I'm, I'm dumb I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go to bed I'm gonna go to bed you guys have a good one uh, I'll talk to y'all I'll holler at y'all Okay, let's try it again. Rhea Ripley and Sheena Baszler. All right. Man, every fucking time I do an episode, I always do some dumb shit like that. We're done. I'm sure you're laughing your ass off. Congratulations to you. Ain't Okay. Yeah, I'd laugh too if I was me. If I was listening to me and like, whatever. I would laugh. I laugh at myself all the time. Didn't face me any. But again, I'm going to have Rhea retain over Tony. That's gonna be fun. This is gonna be a little fun match. I think I think, I think it's gonna go long. Probably about 15, 20 minutes. It is a jam, it is a women's title match after all. Which leads us to the main event of Worlds Collide. Imperium Undisputed Era. We wanted it at Survivor Series. We're getting it tomorrow night. Or today, if you're listening to this podcast. Saturday. I have not wanted to pick this match. Both of these stables have just been fantastic. Of course, Undisputed Era has been a stable on television longer than Imperium, but both factions have basically made their case as the top stable on their brands. And now they meet four on four and worlds collide. I don't think we would appreciate we would have appreciated the match as much as we do right now. Patience makes the heart grow fonder, ladies and gentlemen. It was worth the wait. Worth the fucking wait. I'm gonna go. Always hard. Always a hard choice to pick between the two. I'm going to go with Imperium to win this. Keith Lee is now the North American champion, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be discussing that more after this wonderful, you know, preview and prediction segment. But I figured this was the right time to start to see the Undisputed Prophecy go bye-bye. It's perfect. Again, I've, I've always said that, you know, Championship reigns don't last forever. And at some point, it will all fall. It's just a matter of when it all falls. And Keith Lee, now North American champion, it is wonderful because now 
we start to see the cracks in the armor for the Undisputed Era. And I love me some Undisputed Era. But I think to go along with storyline, I'm giving the win to Imperium. And I'm going to love every fucking second of Valter slapping the shit out of the chest of the Undisputed Era. Last shots, Euro bombs, running forearms, knees, end of heartaches, the high low, total domination, total elimination. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get killed for this one in the comments, whatever. But, again, this is simply for continue on the storyline this is gonna be a fun match to watch if this reaches at least honorable mentions territory this is going to be insane this whole card is going to be insane can't wait to see it i can't wait to see what they do on saturday night this card is going to be bananas and now we go to the boring portion of the program and i am already looking out of World's Collide because we are done. And now we get into the Royal Rumble. Uh, the card itself looks painful. If I'm being truthfully honest with y'all, looking up and down this card, Out of the eight matches we have on on tap for Saturday night, I mean on Sunday night, wish it were Saturday and we can get it out of the fucking way. This card just screams. I may think about passing out halfway through. Shorty G versus Sheamus, I don't care. Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo, I've seen it multiple times Roman Reigns versus King Corbin no I don't want I, I don't want any bit of that I'm done with that this feud should have been deaded back last month if I'm being 100 with y'all there's about maybe three matches I'm really, truly invested in. Three. Becky Lynch, Asuka, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan. And I'm keeping my eye on the Women's Royal Rumble. Again, the men's, to some, would be con- considered just a mere formality. I do have five I can think off the top of my head that could probably be realistically winning said Royal Rumble. But the women's Royal Rumble matches though is the high is gonna be probably one of the more highlighted matches on the card. For the simple fact that a lot of people are speculating that you know Ronda Rousey's gonna return and Shayna Baszler's gonna be in the Rumble and you know people are picking Shayna Baszler to win the Royal Rumble and go on to WrestleMania. Have I booked that in my head at least three times over? Absolutely. 
tweaked it a couple times, thought about it in my head. I'm like, yeah, that could work. Some probably would be saying Charlotte. Some people are thinking AJ Lee's going to be in the goddamn world. Some people say CM Punk's going to be in the men's Royal Rumble and Edge is going to be on there. We'll discuss that when we get there. What what I think is going to really happen. The build to this entire card has just been straight ass. I haven't really cared about anything they've been putting on since the end of December. I'm surprised I watched SmackDown for 90 minutes. I think I got through a particular episode in about 30 minutes and I was just done. They were providing nothing that I wanted to see and just not care about for the rest of the show. They do this every fucking January. They do. They really do. I mean, I understand that the focus is on the rumbles. But man, do I really just not give a shit for the most part about this card. So let's get into the predictions. We got Andrade versus Humberto Carrero for the United States Championship. I'm going to go with Andrade. I'm just going to go rapid fire with a couple of these ones I'm gonna go with Andrade to retain and please give me more fucking mid card contenders for the championship what about Aleister Black where's Buddy Murphy hell start building EC3 for god's sake my goodness we've already ruined the man at least try to do something with him build your mid card make it better because the one thing I would, wouldn't mind looking forward to is Andrade, Aleister Black, and Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania in a triple threat match for the United States Championship. That's just me. Shorty G versus Sheamus. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in, in, in months. So you are going to have Sheamus make his return to the WWE. First match back against Chad Gable, who, we, who they now refer to as Shorty fucking G. Man sounds like a Space Jam character. Jameis destroys Shorty G in like two minutes. You're welcome. Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is an interesting one. And I'll tell you why. Let me tell you. There's two ways you can go about this. One way, you can hand Lacey Evans the championship. Have Bailey try to, you know, get the title back. Doesn't get it. Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, they haven't had, they still haven't had their match yet. And Sasha Banks is just biding her time to get her shot at it. Maybe at WrestleMania. And she has to go through Bailey to do it. That's one way of doing it. Or what my way would fucking be, because you know, I got a knack for this shit, is you have Bailey retain and you give us Bailey versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 36 
for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Either one, I would be fine with. I, I wouldn't mind either way. If you're smart, and this is where, the way I'm going to go about it, I'm going to go with Bailey to retain. I know I'm going to take a risk on this one, and I'm going to try to remember to actually remember my picks and write them down. I should have. Just so we can keep track and see how I do. I'm going to go on record with this one. I think WWE needs to realize big matches for the women's division help build your women's division. NXT, back in the day when the four women were still in NXT, built the women's division off banger-ass matches. Case in point, Bailey vs. Sasha Banks take over Brooklyn. That, to many people, is one of, if not the best matches in the women's division of all time. And for me, it is up there. High up there. Their rematch and takeover respect was just as good. <laughs> Bailey, I say, retains. And we get Bailey versus Sasha at Mania. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin makes me want to take a tack hammer and hit myself in the head 30 times. It makes me want to vomit. Because this match should have... This feud, entire feud should have ended a month ago. Remember those reports I talked about? You know, with a placeholder feud with Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns? That was supposed to end last month? And then focus on Roman Reigns to get to the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I, I remember those reports. I read that shit on the show. Reigns beat Rude in a tables match to get the stipulation that he wanted for Royal Rumble. And he chose a Falls Count Anywhere match. I stopped giving a shit about this match a month ago. But for some fucking reason, WWE decided we're going to make this last six weeks longer. And it's been absolutely dreadful. It's been painful. It has made me want to throw things. It's made me want to break things. Reigns is going to win this match. Okay, mate, because that Corbin John that you got at TLC, that was a no that was a no-fly zone move there. That was just dumb. Should have ended it then. Focus on Roman to get to the Royal Rumble, make it one of the top storylines going into it, and you're welcome. I expect my check in the mail. Reigns is going to be Corbin. They had need to have Reigns be Corbin. They're going to have this match probably early on in the card. And they're probably going to have the whole Corbin, Rain, you know, Corbin wanting his revenge and taking Reigns out. But unfortunately, Corbin gets eliminated by Reigns. Ha 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 ha. I laugh. And then we go on. We just need to get this feud done and over with. This this match does not deserve big four billing at all. 
but Reigns gets the win anyway. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. This is going to be a fun one. We get a repeat of last year's match. Of course, Asuka going from the TLC pay-per-view, ending the year properly for the ladies with a triple threat match that Asuka won. Winning the championship... Retaining it against Becky at the Royal Rumble in what was one of my favorite matches of last year. It was a very, very nice match. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and it was a match that I, I was expecting to be damn good. And what I saw was that match was damn good. I loved it. And we get to see it again one year later. Part of me wants to see Asuka win again. I'm an Asuka fan, big Asuka fan. Still hate the way they did her dirty last year. Was it two years ago? It was two years ago. We'll never forgive WWE for that. Had her claw way back, winning a top championship, then just did her dirt. Weeks before Mania. She's now one half of the... WWE Women's Tag Team Champions in a division that has nothing. I expected this to be a fun match. I expected this to be a damn good matchup. And this time around, Becky collects her last debt. Because there is a reason why we are going to have Becky retain. Foreshadowing is beautiful, isn't it? Becky gets a revenge from last year's loss to Asuka in what I think is going to be a very top-notch matchup for the ladies. And ain't nothing wrong with that because I think this time around in 2020, they need to get their shit together and make the women's division, just like AEW does, to make it a focal point on your programming. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Becky retains... And then we get to the fun stuff in a couple matches. Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Oh my goodness. I have to go with Wyatt to retain here. Daniel Bryan's going to put in his best work so far one of the some of the best work he will put in in his career he's gonna do it against Wyatt on Sunday I'm gonna have fun with that shit I'm gonna love this matchup because I know what they're gonna be doing not really it's a trap match and it's gonna be fun to watch both of them beat the living shit out of each other with straps not necessarily my cup of tea or my shot of whiskey nor my gin and tonic but hey they gonna be delivering shit of each other like you know they used to back in the day when they was youngins and getting their ass whooped by mama. If you never felt that pain, well, either you were way too weird, isolated, shy, or you were just weird. Not even gonna go there with that. I would love to see Brian take back the Universal Championship. I'd love to see Brian be a champion again, but I think his time is not right now. And Wyatt still is, to me, the hot hand. 
but I'm gonna hate how they do him at WrestleMania. Because at this point, to me, in my head, and it should be in yours, it's a mere formality. And I'll discuss that when we get to the Rumble matches. And I'm going to go with Wyatt again to retain the Universe Championship. Is when it's going to be a dope match, I hope. Fingers crossed and all that good stuff that they had put in a solid effort to go into the WrestleMania season. We then get to the Rumble matches. I'm going to start off with the women because I'm just going to trigger a lot of y'all. <laughs> now, as far as it goes, we only have five participants in this matchup that we know of. As of today, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, Natalia. That's about it. No, I don't really give a shit about the rest. There's only one lady that's going to win this Rumble. And the only lady that should be considered to win this Royal Rumble. And her name is Shayna fucking Baszler. I don't think Ronda is going to be in the match. I don't know what kind of surprise entrance they may have. But I don't think Ronda is going to be in this matchup. I don't. It was always Shayna Baszler to me. Once they announced the women's matchup, the only person I thought of literally is Shayna Baszler. I could see Shayna also be in the final four. I could see Bailey in the final four. And I possibly could see Lacey Evans back in the final four. I think those, those three, maybe Asuka could be in like the final five or six. But it was always Shayna Baszler for men. I don't think Ronda will win. I don't like I said, I don't think Ronda will be in the match. If she is, Houston's gonna go bananas. But Shayna, I think the, the only reason you need Shayna to win this is because you need to have Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36 for the women's championship. Four horse women versus four horse women. Just keep it going. Keep it the fuck going. At some point, we need to start clamoring for a four-horse woman versus four-horse women Survivor Series match once again. Because it needs to happen. If they never do it, it will be one of the biggest missed, biggest missed booking opportunities in the history of the company. Because they have plenty. Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch is the match you need at WrestleMania 36 for the Raw Women's Championship. That's called a marquee matchup. Checking my time here. All right, got a little, got a little bit of time left, so I'm gonna make this short and sweet for the men's Royal Rumble match. I see Brock Lesnar in the final four. I see Drew McIntyre in the final four, and I see Aleister Black in the final four. And the eventual winner of the Royal Rumble, and I hate that I'm going to have to fucking say this because my mother loves this man. I'm picking Roman Reigns to win the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble. The fact that those words came out of my mouth is pure blasphemous. It's blasphemy coming from yours truly. And you know, I just, I just, that four year span that Roman had where he was the golden boy and just 
main eventing four manias in a row. Just and when he when I know for a fact he didn't deserve it because he didn't earn that spot yet. It's been a long while since we've had Roman Reigns do anything big style. The the report came out when they were talking about that. I knew immediately what is and I talked about it on the podcast. You can check my old shit. Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt was a mere formality at WrestleMania 36 for the Universal Championship. It was. The writing was on the wall the second they started bringing him into, you know, WrestleMania. Like once December came and the report came out, yeah. And I, and I told you, and I'm telling you again, because I've said this and I've been on record saying this. You know Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt's gonna happen at WrestleMania 36. You know Roman Reigns is gonna win back the Universal Championship. You know it. I know it. And I'm I'm starting it now, just so you know in your head when we get to 36 and Roman Reigns, my pick to win the 2020 Royal Rumble, it's a mere fucking formality. And Roman Reigns wins back the Universal Championship. I'm going to laugh my ass off. Because we're going to go right back where we were just a couple years ago. I would love to see Bray Wyatt retain the championship over Roman, but it's just not, it's just, you know, it's not, you know, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. How long was Roman Reigns out of the title picture? An entire year? Yeah, I think that they think that's long enough. It's written. It's I'm just looking at it on the wall. I'm looking at the wall. The writing is there on the wall. Okay, actually, an American flag's on the wall. You get the point, though. Roman Reigns is gonna win the Royal Rumble. They'll make it. They'll try to make it difficult to believe that Reigns won't win the Royal Rumble. I mean, don't get me wrong. Drew McIntyre, if he won the Royal Rumble, it would be a dope reason to have him win the Royal Rumble. Reports have been saying that the person they're gonna have the person who eliminates Brock Lesnar be in the focus uh, focal point in the Universal Champion in the WWE Championship feud for WrestleMania, and I think Drew McIntyre will be the guy to eliminate Brock Lesnar. Then we can get our Raw WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. Cause fuck King Velasquez and fuck Tyson Fury doing that shit. If they have King and King Velasquez, if they have King Velasquez, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 36. I will literally be in tears because I am laughing my ass off seeing the, the stupidity on full display in front of the entire fucking world to see. Let Drew McIntyre be the one to eliminate Brock Lesnar and have a proper WWE Championship match and hand the torch to McIntyre. But I'm going to end it there. I'm going to end it there because I'm going close to overtime. It's already been 55 minutes. You're going to get a long episode tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is my Royal Rumble preview and predictions. This is episode 160 of the Young Lions Perspective. And with that being said, let us begin. Zach from the Wrestling Issues Podcast here, and welcome to episode 160 of 
the Young Lions Perspective. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Friday evening or Saturday morning or whenever you listen to this. Thank you for checking out this episode, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Hope y'all enjoyed my Real Rumble weekend preview and predictions. Didn't really stretch it out of the norm. From what I feel in my believe and think in my predictions for the matchup. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we get a good, you know, outing out of this one in terms of predictions. Because most of the time I am trash when it comes to predictions. It doesn't matter what brand. I think I always seem to go the wrong way and think my way instead of WWE way and I hate WWE way but I gotta think like I gotta think stupid but we'll see how it goes this coming Sunday but right now we need to talk about what happened this past Wednesday and what we got for NXT grab my water here well because I'm because I'm gonna be talking it's gonna be a lot of talking today so what do you have here is what I thought was a damn good episode of NXT. NXT made this feel like a go-home show, which technically it is, and made it for Worlds Collide. They made a go-home show for Worlds Collide. But the most important thing that came out of what happened this past Wednesday was Keith Lee winning the North American Championship. At some point, there was going to be the first chink in the armor of the Undisputed Era. So, am I a little surprised that they did it on Wednesday? Absolutely. But it was a good surprise. Fantastic surprise. Mm-hmm. But, but for me, Keith Lee winning the North American Championship last on uh, Wednesday just goes into the storyline where they are now going to have to face Imperium after losing one part of the Undisputed Prophecy. That's a big deal. That's a big L on the record of the Undisputed Era. Luckily for them, there is no L in Undisputed or Era. But, seriously, now now knowing that Strong was the first to lose the championship, and then going into the matchup well, going into now the future for the Undisputed Era now going into Saturday at Worlds Collide and what's going to happen at TakeOver Portland will Kobe defended the championship against Champa. we got Balor Gargano already more than likely the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic taking on the Undisputed Era or are they waiting until Tampa for Cole to lose the NXT Championship and just have a match that involves both of them for the time being as a placeholder to get to Tampa I don't know but this is fantastic for Keith Lee. And ever since Survivor Series weekend, he has been really on a rocket ship climb up to the top of NXT and on the radar of WWE. Vince McMahon definitely liked what he saw in Keith Lee back at Survivor Series weekend and has already started leading into big matches and starting to get championship opportunities. And now having the opportunity to get that shot and actually take it and win and become the NXT North American champion. The f- just amazing. He was someone I had my eye on going into 
2020. I really thought Keith Lee was going to be one of the guys that everybody was going to have their eye on in 2020. And he did that by having a banger of a Survivor Series weekend with War Games and his performance against Roman being one of the last two in the matchup. That is fantastic. And now following that up with having banger matches, leading into a, still in a feud with the Undisputed Era, and now taking the NXT North American Championship away from Broderick Strong and being that first, you know, major blow to the UE. That is fantastic. Booking and the push at the right time. And Keith Lee has been working up to this, and I commend him for the work he's put in. Now you have him as North American champion with a list of contenders that you still have to choose from. Damian Priest, Pete Dunne. Um, you have Velveteen Dream. When he comes back, maybe he and Keith Lee go at it. Because I don't think Dream's ready for that Grizzly Magnum, though. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to y'all. There was one point in the matchup with with Roderick Strong that I was just laughing. I had to literally pause the video and just laugh for three minutes straight. I had to th I had to really, you know, laugh my ass off. Like he because he hit him with that early in the matchup, hits him with a crying crossbody off the ropes. And I was just I had to pause it and laugh. And I was just because <laughs> I'm saying like I'm like that is 300 like I respect and I said this to myself. I respect every person that goes in that ring and does what they do to entertain us. That, I give them more respect than they know. But, if if having to deal with flying crossbodies from 340-pound dudes coming at you and, and the belly, uh, yeah, no. Count me out on that one, and you do you. More respect to you. I value my life. <laughs> and I could die. Um, <laughs> just I, I mean I give them more credit than any person in there you know any person out there you know yeah we talk shit about the product but I still respect the fact that they are willing to put their bodies on the line to entertain us the masses and do it with such you know confidence bravado and charisma and just do it properly and it makes me proud to say I'm an NXT fan it's just fan and it's a beautiful thing you know but damn, <laughs> trust me, if you watch this, you watch that match, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That shit looked like it hurt like a motherfucker. Like that was a Mack truck hitting you at full fucking speed. No, I want no part of that. I'm good. You can have that. Um, check, please. I'm good. I'm out. You know, that's how I feel when I saw that. I'm like, that was the moment Robert Strong knew he fucked up. <laughs> it was that. It was literally that mean. Straight up. It was that mean. 100%. But make no mistake, Roderick Strong put on a great performance with Keith Lee. Those two have great chemistry. That was just, you know, it felt natural. It felt wonderful. It felt nice to watch. And I was, you know, early on in the early going, the booking of this matchup was very proper. It made sense going after the base, going after the knee, not the knee, the ankle of Keith Lee. Very smart booking. You know, he's a big dude. You know, has to use his feet, you know, to push all that strength up. It's a lot of man. And he was and he was working the ankle. He was definitely working the ankle and making Keith Lee work for it. The fact that he still, you know, booked the match to be able to have him still try to, you know, still have Keith Lee do his big spots, you know, just oh man. It, 
it was just a, this was just a wonderful match and you know the, the what happened to UE earlier on in the night with the uh, loss to the Grizzly Young veterans and we'll discuss that in a moment um, also started to play into it too I mean that like I said that spirit of prophecy is starting to end it's now the beginning of the end and you have the you know of course Undisputed Era losing in the semifinals to Grizzly Young Vets. Now you have Roderick Strong losing a title. And I'm sure for certain the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners are going to get a shot at the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Probably have it in Portland. You know, makes sense. You gotta have, you know, gotta have a little shot shun in Portland. You know, and when I think of anytime, I don't know why. I, once they picked Portland, the first thing I thought was Drake's Portland song. I don't know why. I like. I don't know. It's, it's the flu, man. It's always the flu. I don't know. That was the legitimate first thought I heard. Thought to myself, and I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we took a weird turn on that. But now, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing to come out of it of course Keith Lee winning the North American Championship and kudos to him congrats to Keith Lee for now be I believe the sixth only the sixth North American Champion in NXT history I'm telling this is why I press so hard for AEW and NXT UK to have mid-card championships getting into the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic I am appreciative of the fact that they had the Broserweights and the Grizzly Young Vets win and make it to the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic instead of having UE and Imperium win the, win the uh, Tag Team Classic because then it would be a little bit of overkill to have them then face off at Worlds Collide and then have to face each other again in the, in the final next week. That I'm appreciative of. That's always a good thing. And I think this matchup between Riddle and Dunn, the Broserweights, and the Grizzly Young Veterans is going to be a absolute, an absolute banger. And as I'm recording, this SmackDown is on. I mean, I already put it on my Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter, that's Wade Senator WAR. I got it over there. Already put it up there. I don't know. I might be doing a little bit of reacting while I'm watching while I'm recording this segment. So if you don't mind, you know, that happening, just a little added bonus to your to this wonderful episode of Love Hate NXT. And we got the Usos coming out. There we go. Well, let's get back into the Dusty Rhodes Tacting Classic. We got plenty of time for that. I really think this matchup is going to be I got this I've always said for a little while now the tag team classic is always a good point for WWE NXT well NXT to have the ability to rejuvenate the tag team division it happened a couple years ago and I've spoken about this a couple times where the division was kind of in a little bit of meh. So the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, I believe it was 2018. I'm not exactly sure, but we're gonna check it out. 
There you go. 2018 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Thank goodness for Wikipedia, y'all, for real. I don't think it was 2018 or 20. Yeah, it was a 2018. Let me see if I can find it because I've done this before. Yeah. So you had the, in the 2018 tournament, you had the Street Profits, Heavy Machinery, TM61, The Office of Pain, Riddick Moss, and Tino Sabatelli, which I wish got their shit together, but I think one of them got released. Sanity, Danny Merchant, Oni Logan, and Pete Dunn and Roderick Strong. I'm not going to lie, this actually helped rejuvenate the tag team division back in 2018. Because we got Sanity, Street Profits, Heavy Machinery. The Undisputed Era getting their fourth member. Birch and Lorcan. It helped rejuvenate the tag team division. And we got a solid year and a half run of very good tag team matches. Leading into the 2019 tournament. Where you had the Forgotten Sons, Mustache Mountain. DIY when they were, you know, when they were in there, you know, kind of still beef with Gargano and Champa. And then Alistair Black and Ricochet winning it. And this year's tournament had the theme of NXT UK and NXT. Now, I stated a little while back that if Vandango never got injured, and again, wishing well in his recovery, Tommy John, that I'm sure Brizango would have been in this tournament. Representing NXT. And probably facing Imperium in the first round. Would have been nice. But now you have the Forgotten Sons. You have Alex Shelley and Kushida, who basically stated right after that we're not going anywhere. Maybe the Broserweights still become a thing. You know, and they start building tag teams from there. But this is a very good, uh, you know, rebuilding point for NXT to rebuild the tag team division. They've done it once before, and I'm sure as hell that they can do it again. And I'm sure 2020 will see new tag teams, new faces. You know, of course, coming up from the PC. I'm waiting for it. I can't wait to see it. But I'm hoping that this is a proper jumpstart for NXT to rebuild their tag team division to give us another great couple year run with these tag teams. Always hope they've done it before and they have the formula to do it again. A very interesting highlight I loved about NXT. Oh, and there's Ro oh, and there's everyone's favorite TGI Friday's general manager, Baron Corbin. Now, King, the Burger King. Look at him. What a shit heel. He's so trash. So be like that's how you like that's how you're starting SmackDown. Yeah, I'm not down with it. Anywho, a big highlight of the show was the women's division. 
more importantly, Shotzi Blackheart. Now, I know the match only went about six minutes, but in that six minutes, Shotzi Blackheart fought her ass off. And I'm very happy with that. Especially capitalizing off her eliminating Sheena Baszler in, their, in the number one contenders battle royal last week. It was interesting. It was nice to see, you know, Shotzi get some shine. Of course, Shayna Baszler basically making her tap out within six minutes and then making her pass out with the Kira Fuda clutch and reminding uh, everyone, like, yeah, bitch, I'm here. What up, though? Now, of course, I think just, uh, Boro said her last match was against Bianca Belair on the Christmas episode, and I probably need to go back and watch that. Because I, th- I heard she had a good performance against uh, Bianca. So I'm curious to see how she fared against Bianca. I mean, maybe she'll get some shine in the first little bit of the year. You know, not saying getting up to the point where she's hitting a big feud yet, but getting her some matches to get her, you know, exposed to the crowd in NXT. Of course, she's been working the live events. She, been working, Of course, that's how it goes. You always work the live events beforehand. And if they, whenever they feel you're ready for TV, they'll bring you on to TV. And Shotzi is definitely making the most of it right now. For sure. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of NXT's seeing opportunities running with them. And one and one big highlight, the Robert Stone deal, Robert Stone John. I mean, I'm curious to see what they're doing with him. And, and Robbie, Robert Stone, very good as a manager. He has that, still has that Jersey Shore look a little bit about him, but if they can somehow build a stable with Robert Stone, of course, they already have Chelsea Green and get like, you know, maybe a tag team, something like that. That could be a, they could be, that could be a thing in like, um, NXT in 2020. It's the, like I said, it's always the little things. And I know, and that's the one thing I noticed. That was a couple weeks ago. And I noticed that little thing and I'm just like, oh, Maybe they're going to try something here. Now, right now, I think it's not the best time to continue on with Robert Stone. And again, they were smart in doing so with the number of contenders better where I'm not having her in there. Smart move. Good call. Oh, one of the Usos is down. Oh, no. Are they going to go to, go to commercial? You're going to commercial? Oh, no. Are they going to do a three-on-two deal? Oh, no. Oh no. Uh oh him gotta go to the back. Oh uh, no. Okay, I gotta go. Um Oh, <laughs> uh, they're doing the he her angle. Okay. Now it's a three on two handicap match. They're gonna do that. Go to commercial. And they go to commercial. There you go. All right, first 10 minutes of SmackDown down, and I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Like, we haven't seen that before. So again, giving Blackheart opportunities and seeing little things does help build, you know, build your women's division even more. Because you know, Shane is going to be out the door soon. Hopefully. I don't know. At this point... Shayna just let's let Shayna leave whenever the hell she feels like. Fuck it. But have Ripley, Baszler, this will be what, 
five, four? Yeah, it'll be four. It'll be definitive. But yeah, you're not gonna, you know, she's not gonna have her leave NXT without having her rematch against Rhea Ripley. You know, that's just how it goes. You gotta have a rematch. It, it's pretty much simple. Another thing I liked about with ladies, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, and I'm liking Tony Storm and how she's fitting in the women's division in NXT. I mean, I'm not saying it's safe to say that Storm's a lot to come over to NXT or anything, but you can get you can do some things with Tony Storm in NXT. You can get some fresh matchups in NXT. We already got Storm and Shirai, and that ended in a DQ, so that we're not done with that one just yet. We can we can revisit that at a later time. But yeah, if, if if they're thinking about pulling the trigger to get Tony Storm in NXT and give her some run there, I'm not opposed to a lot of matches that they're going to have. Now, Ripley would be out of the picture if she does lose to Ripley at Worlds Collide. Of course, y'all know, if you listen to the first segment of the program, I do have Rhea Ripley defeating Tony Storm. So, maybe still guide her to NXT, but... You can get some. You can get some good matches. You can get Tony Storm Dakota Kai, Tony Storm Bianca Belair, Storm Martinez, Storm Shirai again since it went to a DQ. You can you can get a lot with Tony Storm. And the rest of the statement, the well, the DQ uh, that happened between Storm and Shirai with Bianca Belair coming out and attacking Storm and then having Rhea Ripley come out <clears throat> excuse me and th- them going at it there since now Belair's the number contender to Rhea Ripley's championship I like how they're maneuvering the division right now and now knowing next week they're, we're getting Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, something I was thinking they were going to build towards Portland they're like nah fam we're going to do it on Wednesday that cool? It's my birthday. Absolutely, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy every little single build of that because it's my birthday. Turning 32. Oh, yeah. Ain't about me right now. It's about NXT. So, the way they've been maneuvering the women's division, and they've, I've been thinking they've been doing it in a way where we kind of get that. I have. I want to say I had that feeling that Baszler is going to be on her way out, and and I think they're starting to prepare for that. What I wouldn't mind seeing is having Sheena Baszler versus Rhea Ripley at Tam- Takeover Tampa, and then her facing Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship at Mania Thirty Six will be an interesting weekend for Shayna Baszler if they pulled that off, but, you know, remains to be seen until we get to Royal Rumble on Sunday. And I love that I had the weekend off, by the way. I love that. So I get to watch it in peace, not having to worry about a work day on Sunday. 
I love, I like, I like my, I like that aspect of my job. But again, yeah, they, that, the maneuvering of the division is very fantastic. And now we're getting not in Knox versus Kai again, you know, something I was willing to wait for. And they said, no, we're It's live, bitch. We're going to fucking just, just drop this on your lap. Hope you like that. That's a nice little plate there. What you think? I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Let me get, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that whole plate. Thank you. I ain't asked for it, but. You know, you could let it marinate a little while. No, we're gonna give it to you right now. That right, cool? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm not gonna say no to that. Especially now coming off of what Kai did to Knox. This this could be a this could be a thing. This could be like I'm not saying this could go the way of Gar- the female Gargano versus Champa or anything. I'm not gonna go that far. That's just hard. That's a, that's even for me. That is a reach. That's that's just me being dead serious. But you can actually have it on a... Something like that. You know? You can have it on that level. Sorta. I wouldn't mind it. I think this, this could have... This already has legs. This feud already has legs going all the way back to War Games. This could be a solid feud for the ladies low-key like like lower like just mid-tier rivalry that could be a very good very good secondary feud that can span throughout 2020 and that's kind of what i was hoping for i hope at least for my i mean usually when it comes to feuds most of the time they do this in trilogies So, if it pops off the way I think it will, part one is, of course, next this coming Wednesday. Part two, maybe, could be in between Portland and maybe like the end, like the beginning of March. You can do a part two. Let it breathe a little bit. Let it marinate, simmer a little bit, have some shit pop off. And then you take it all the way to Tampa. Now, if that's now, if you want to start the first quarter of the year off like that, you know, and have it go on for several months, I'm not opposed to it. Nor will I say I, you know, oppose it. That that's just I think for me, from from what I see, this 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 could have we can have some fun with this shit. Oh, down goes Bobby Roode. Oh man. Oh, you're gonna give Roman a hot tag? Of course you will. Of course you will. Come on, man. Wow, he's mad, super aggressive. Yeah, they're going to win a three-on-two handicap match, aren't they? It is, uh, uh. And Roman goes into the steps. Ha, ha, fail. I can't believe this is already the go-home show. I'm not going to fun with you. I can't believe this is already, we're already at go-home show. Uh, <laughs> oh, Roman hurt on the outside. Oh, no. Uh, and we got to another fucking commercial. God, 20 minutes in. And this is why usually I'm on my phone watching YouTube videos during SmackDown. That's how much I don't respect it. Stop with the damn commercials. I am really excited for this first quarter of the year. Or what I should say more this first third of the year. 
they have a lot that they can that they're going to be able to work with over the next three four months of course leading past Wrestlemania and all that and I'm excited for that I'm excited for what NXT and, and, and NXT UK are going to be capable of doing this entire thing for the last like five six weeks has really been about NXT NXT UK there wasn't going to be an NXT takeover at Houston they pretty much turned it into one with the card we got coming tomorrow night You mean to tell me that even on a big four weekend, somehow, some way, NXT decide to just, you know, take what they're given, which is no takeover on Royal Rumble weekend and turning it into a bomb ass card that most people, including myself, probably weren't expecting. It's quite interesting how that all works and I'm again I'm more excited for Worlds Collide than I am for Royal Rumble and I'm not going to lie to you about that anything NXT NXT UK I'm always going to have more hype for than I am for the WWE main roster shit that's just a given that's par for the course from yours truly but again I always say they make it important they make they made Worlds Collide super important like we've been blessed to have a good month of professional wrestling so far Wrestle Kingdom, NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, now we're getting Worlds Collide tomorrow and then we're going to get Royal Rumble on Sunday not a bad way to end the month that's a very very fantastic opening salvo to 2020 for the professional wrestling fan then you're going to get <clears throat> ooh, excuse me, Elimination Chamber TakeOver Portland AEW Revolution, that's going to be fun. March, don't mean shit because we really don't get much. Um, And then, April, WrestleMania. Get some more water, jeez. There we go. Throw a little dry, I had to get the water. They've just made this into a good thing for us that are fans of NXT, NXT UK. It is going to be a fantastic show. Tonight, you know, or should I say Wednesday, felt like a go-home show for a takeover. It really did. You know, within that, you had the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic semifinals. There was, you know, of course, Tony Storm, Io Shirai showcasing the women's division. Finn Balor, of course, getting a quick victory over Joaquin Wild. Didn't really want to talk about that too much because it really wasn't much of anything. Um, but good to see Joaquin Wild back in the ring and Balor handling business. Par for the course. Shotzi Blackheart was the highlight of the night for one of the highlights for the night um, for me. I, I did appreciate that. I was like, that was right under. Well, pretty much Keith Lee winning the North American Championship with Meow. And Johnny Blackheart was about three miles below that. That's kind of how it was. For me, <laughs> it's like I'm not giving Blackheart any, any love at all. No, but it's really nice to see them, you know, even, you know, weeks before a takeover, showcasing new talent. Always a good thing because right after Portland, they may you want to start using them as well. Maybe get into a little storyline. I don't know. 
crowd seems to gravitate to her. They're warming up to her. They like it. It's nice. Of course, the effort she had against Baszler will definitely up her stock a good amount. The Broserweights versus the Grizzly Young Vets is going to be a very, very good tag team classic final. Not one of the best. Not one of the best by a lot, because I think the best final we had was the AOP, Kyler Raleigh, Bobby Fish, and Pete Dunn Roderick Strong match at the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic Tag Team Championship. Going up. Good girl. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your obligatory Marley moment of the evening. I think that final with GYV and the Broserweights is going to be a very interesting final. I'm not sure who would win. For some reason, I would want to see the, the Grizzly Gun Vets win, but I think they're going to go with the Bruiserweights to take it. You know, of course, Riddle and Dunn have had beef with Undisputed Era. That has been documented. So I think they may go the route of Riddle and Dunn, another makeshift tag, actually the second, I guess, quote unquote, makeshift tag team to win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winning back to back and then facing Undisputed Era possibly at Portland for the tag titles and possibly winning who knows if GYV won that would be interesting but I think it's going to be set, it's setting up for Riddle and Dunn to take it and then going to face uh, Undisputed Era for the tag titles at Portland I ain't mad at that not at all this is going to be oh I'm thinking it's going to be the main event this will be the main event of the night it should be the main event. It makes sense. And they really... I know they're going to emphasize this and make this a big deal. That's why they're probably going to put it in the main event because it's high, high priority. This final is going... This final should take up 30 minutes. Easy. The last 30 minutes of your show, even 35, 40 minutes, just get the, you know, entrances, introductions, showing up the belts, all that good stuff, and then we get into the action. Like 35, 40 minutes. Make it the most important thing on your card and let it go long. Oh, when you have Ziggler on Roman, that's cool. And then Keith Lee. Now the North American champion, number six in the history of the title. Keith Lee in 2020, I think, is going to have a good run with this belt. Of course, they made it important for Roddy Strong. Held it for, what, five months? Very solid run. You know, again, long championship reigns help add prestige to the championship. So the person who takes it from the champion makes him feel important. Keith Lee from Survivor Series on has been having a solid run. He deserved to be the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship. Took that opportunity, opportunity, cashed in, won. Now he's the champion. And there's a litany of fucking just contenders ready to go at his neck. And I'm sure there's more coming on the horizon for the mid card. Because I know they'll, I trust in NXT to work on their mid card. Because I think they can make it work. You know, again, you have big angles going, you have big angles going at least all the way up to at least the uh, beginning of April after TakeOver Tampa. And then you start anew, and then you just go keep going and don't stop but this is where I'm going to stop because honestly there was nothing bad about this show 
nothing about this show that I hated. And it's been like that for a while now that, it, that NXT has put on consistently good shows. Whereas, of course, AEW has runs into pretty much the same problem every single week, and I bark at it because they find a new way for me to bark at it. NXT makes it just a smooth run. Not much to hate on, not much to nitpick, because honestly, there wasn't really much to nitpick. Other than Joaquin Wilde's hat, what in the absolute fuck is that fake Nike swoosh looking just fifth element type hat? If you've never seen the fifth element, you won't know what I'm talking about. That 2037, you know, fashion needs to look whatever the fuck. Yeah, besides that, NXT was a good episode. But I like Joaquin Wild though, but that hat is just, uh, I, I do know what that is. If that's the only thing I have to hate on a show, you had a damn good show. So with that all being said, that is going to complete episode 160 of the Young Lions Perspective. Of course, love and no hate NXT this week. And as we always do, we're going to end the show in proper YLP fashion to get you ready for episode 161 of the Young Lions Perspective. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 160 of the Young Lions Perspective. I do apologize for getting this out so late, but I had to watch NXT, the remainder of NXT, so that's why it is coming out later than it usually does. Usually it would be coming out before SmackDown. Again, my bad for your inconvenience. But we'll get back to regularly scheduled programming next Friday. But I do hope you enjoy the rest of your day, night, afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. World. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly, truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas for shows, or if you just want to talk a lot of shit, I don't mind that personally. But if you have any thoughts about this, today's show or any of the shows that we have on Wrestle Addict Radio, do not hesitate to hit us up with a voice message. Anchor.fm slash Wrestle Addict Radio. Jamie's blood. If I like it enough, you got one headed towards my way. And if I do like what you got to say, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Young Lions Perspective. Share this episode and every other episode of my members on the WrestleHead Radio Familia. Across all your social media, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Twitters. Put in your LinkedIn. Fuck it. Why not? You know, it, it would be an interesting flex. <laughs> Especially with what I've got coming up, of course, y'all know. Monday, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was Real World Weekend. I'll get to all that at the end. Of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was Elimination Chamber, TakeOver Portland, and AEW Revolution all coming up. Of course, you know, we got more goodies coming down the pipe. We'll talk about that in a second. But seriously, share this episode across all your social media. Let the people know that in 2020, the Young Lions Perspective is your alternative professional wrestling podcast. And that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all don't have the Anchor app, and that's cool. You hurt my feelings by doing that. Everybody's got their, you know, streaming service of their choice that they want to do. And use for listening to podcasts like mine. 
and get you know Game Changer Podcast, Kings of the Rings Podcast, all that good stuff. But you can also find this across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Podcast Attic, Player FM, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify thing. Search for the Young Lions for coming across all these different platforms. You should have no problem finding it whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast, you can follow me on my social media over on Twitter. Follow me there at SwedeSenator W-A-R. That's S-U-E-D-E-S-E-N-A-T-O-R. Capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite, SmackDown Live. Haven't really been doing much of live tweeting for SmackDown Live. As of this recording, of course, SmackDown is going on. What the fuck are they doing? Anyway, not even worried about the segment, blah, blah, blah. Of course, besides SmackDown Live, because Raw is trash, and I do live tweet for every WWE live pay-per-view, every AEW live pay-per-view, and every NXT and NXT UK takeover, including Worlds Collide going down tomorrow night. All that good stuff. And on the rare occasion that I'm up at 3 a.m. and I have nothing else better to do because I'm awake for no ungodly reason, and Japan just happens to be on my, you know, phone or whatever. I will have no problem doing live tweeting for that as well. It's rare. You'll be sleeping, but when it happens, you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> if you want to follow me over on the mothership of everything that is YLP over on my Instagram, follow me there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. 60 second thought videos. The memes will start happening after the Royal Rumble. I guarantee it. When I see them, I'm grabbing them and I'm putting them on the page because everyone appreciates a good meme in 2020. And of course, updates of when I upload any episodes of the podcast in and of itself. All that good shit. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Of course, Patreon. If you're loving what you're feeling, you want more access to the squad, the war squad, follow us over on Patreon. Search WrestleReddit Attic Radio, and it'll just pop up on your screen for a nice, nice price. You can get exclusive access to all new coming shows, and I'm telling you, it is going to be fun to see this stuff. It's going to be super fucking fun with what we're about to do in 2020 with the Patreon, man. Head over there and get exclusive access to others, to more of us, more podcasts, and all that good stuff. So, of course, support the war movement. Let me just say to the judges to make sure I fill my obligations. They're giving me the thumbs up. All right, so episode 161 will be going down Monday. The good, the bad, and the ugly that was Royal Rumble weekend. We'll be discussing Worlds Collide and the Royal Rumble. And I swear, if, and if, I, if my picks go right, I'm just going to be talking shit the entire time. I'm doing that I told you so dance. And just, you know, flexing on all y'all. <laughs> I'm terrible. Well, yeah, that's what we'll be doing on Monday. No news of the weekend this coming Monday. Well, that will be back in two weeks. So, of course, as usual, it's Friday. And y'all know most of y'all are going to be going out. Some of y'all are going to be enjoying the rumble occasion. If you are in Houston, enjoy that shit. You know, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. But of course, if you are going out tonight and getting it, you know, getting your drink on all that good, good stuff, make sure you, you know, don't don't take that drive home. Don't drive home. 
take that Uber, take that Lyft. You want to have a good time. You want to get home safe as well. So you can enjoy the next day's hangover and a damn good greasy breakfast from IHOP. Just saying. You want that? I do too. Mm, I can go for a nice pancake. Ooh, I am making pancakes tomorrow. That's irrelevant. But if you're, you know, of course, if you're going out tonight, drink one for yours truly. And make sure you get home safe. I'm trusting in you that you know now that as many times as I've done this on Fridays, that five-figure DUI and plus legal fees ain't going to cut. And, you know, it's not worth, you know, you getting behind the wheel of a car. Take that Uber. Take that Lyft home. All the way, grab some McDonald's if you can. If the Uber driver is mad cool, give him a, give him a number two large. You know, no pickles, no onions. That being me. Um, <laughs> I don't do Uber, though. But, yeah, make sure you get home safe tonight. And uh, for all my, all for my fellas, wrap that thing up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Other than that, y'all, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Worlds Collide and enjoy the Royal Rumble. And I'll see you right back here on Monday for episode 161 of the Young Lions Perspective. See ya!